Amen. Well, I'm totally changing my message. And I'm allowed, I think. So let me take, I want to give you all a little history of the Torah scrolls. Of course, we know they're important because they're the first five books of the Bible. Congregations have had them for years and years, and they're very special. They're written by a scribe. It's a person who literally will copy, not from memory. They can't write it from memory. They literally have to copy it from another Torah scroll so that we know that the information stays the same. And matter of fact, when we find Torah scrolls and we compare them to the ones we have today, the, the, it's less than a half a percent of a word, ch word changes in it, and they're very, you know, insignificant words. So it's amazing to see how that's gone about. Matter of fact, if you go to Israel, there's a, a scribe right now on top of Masada, and he is doing a scroll, and as he's doing it, people can s come there, and he'll actually, like, uh, do in the, in the style of the writing, uh, of the Torah scrolls, they'll actually do your name or a statement in Hebrew for you, and you give them a couple shekels, and it's a nice little uh, remembrance thing. But uh, to give you an idea, the average Torah scroll usually takes them several years to complete. If they mess up on any of the names of God, that whole section has to be taken out. It's not thrown away. They don't correct it. It's put aside because you cannot destroy the Word of God. Other words they could correct, but any of the names of God have to stay how they are. So it's a very important thing when we talk about the style of writing, because you can't, you know, every, you're just copying words, right? But there's little things called crowns that they can put on letters, and that's where the style, the, uh, the, the, the writer shows kind of who he is, and that's why we made the comment on our one Torah scroll that's from Spain, that the style of writing, while it was written in the 1750s, that style goes all the way back to the, to the 1400s, to the time of the Spanish Inquisition. And of course, it's also the time when uh, they sailed the ocean blue, right? And, and you know, the, many people have tried to claim that Christopher Columbus is Jewish, the DNA finally came out and they said no, but the person who actually spotted the land first, the, 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 he was Jewish. And many people believe that a lot of the first ones coming over were Jewish because of the Spanish Inquisition. They were fleeing Spain and coming here for freedom. So you have a very interesting aspect with that, but getting back to the Torah scrolls, so with the destruction of the temple in 70 A.D., we no longer have the high priest, right? So, and I'm going to open the Torah scrolls, and we have to, if y'all can't see it, we're going to let you, so I can explain it a little here. But you'll see the center one. has a couple different elements on it because... We no longer have the um, Torah scroll. We don't longer have the high priest. We will decorate the Torah scrolls to represent the priest. The middle one is, has the crown. The, the high priest, the Kohen, would wear a crown. We have the breastplate that he would wear. We have ours here. 
Ours has the 12 stones representing the 12 tribes of Israel. Uh, to let you know, we got all that one off of eBay. So a lot of them, you, you know, you, we laugh at a lot of the stuff we can get now. A lot of the Torah scrolls that we bought, uh, the first one we bought was also, I think, off of eBay. Or We've actually helped several other t congregations get their Torah scrolls. And we actually have now a connection in Israel through that. And he uh, would help, I, would, I was getting a number of, from him. And he finally asked, he said, I got to ask. He goes, are y'all messianic? And I said, yes. He said, well, I'm no longer asking and you're no longer telling. So if people ask me, I will not, I will say, I, he didn't know. He was glad that they were going into synagogues. If not, he, many of them would not be able to get them because of that. And the fact that we're messianic, some Orthodox and others would not want us to have them. So we've been blessed to have them. Um, again, you have the breastplate. You have the belt that goes around it. So all these are elements that are worn that the high priest wore. And traditionally, you'll have one or two that will have crowns on them. The others usually will have what's called riminin. Many times, I'll have a little bells on them or pomegranates. Why pomegranates? So it says on the bottom of the um, high priest garment, there are what? Bells and pomegranates. Now, have you ever done a study on that? Why the bells? So remember when the high priest, when he would go into the Holy of Holies, if he didn't do everything right and he was unclean, what would happen to him? He would die. Who could go get him? You couldn't go get him, right? So they, the, the, the oral teaching tells us they would wrap a rope around their leg and that way if they didn't hear the bells ringing, that they would then pull them out. Pomegranate. I had once had a pastor's wife ask me why pomegranates. I had to do some studying because I never could figure out why pomegranates. But the story is, and I have never been able to confirm this, it's like the commercial for the Tootsie Roll lollipop. <laughs> some of you are way too young and you've missed this. But the owl, Google it, YouTube it, it's still there, right? How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll lollipop? A one. A two, a three, right? <laughs> so uh, supposedly in a, um, a, in, in a uh, pomegranate, there are 613 seeds that represent the 613 commandments. I can neither confirm nor deny those reports, but we're sticking with it, right? <laughs> it makes sense. Um, if you open one, there's a heck of a lot of seeds. And especially the ones in Israel. I have a picture of one that we, we were in Israel. We went to the uh, Israeli market, and it was the size of a softball. I kid you not. This thing was huge. So I could see how it would have 613. But those are, so many of the times when you see the Riminin, they'll have pomegranates on it. So these are things that you decorate the Torah scrolls with. And it's great. It's an honor and blessing to be able to do it. Many people will... Uh, buy certain things. We uh, bought the middle one, the covering for it, and had it uh, embroidered for the memory of my mom. Um, so there's things that you can do. And I started, I, I mean, the Lord just put this on my, I mean, he really, like, smacked me down. I was sitting there looking at him and like, why are they naked? 
And, you know, when we've had them for years and years and years, and probably when we first bought them, we couldn't afford to put the stuff on them. But God really put it on my heart that it's time to get the other two decorated. And there's different ways to do it. We can put ribbon in on them. We can put a crown on them. Um, personally, I think we should only have one with a main breastplate. Uh, we could put smaller one breastplates on them. Uh, the pointer should be on all of them. And I started looking online. Lord really had me going. I, had, I mean, he's really put this on my heart. Basically, you can get, and I personally think we need the older type stuff. We can get new stuff. doesn't matter if it's silver or silver plated. Um, but there's some nice, I, I went looking on eBay, and there's some nice old uh, remnant. One is from Morocco, which is uh, kind of where the Torah scroll, one of our Sephardic Torah scrolls is from. So there's different things we could get. I think those, they're a little more expensive. Um, to give you an idea, a pointer can anywhere be from $50 to about $300. Those, the pointer is this here, what we use to read the Torah scrolls with. Um, so if you want to donate one of those or give towards it, you can do that. Um, the the, the remnant go anywhere from about 300 to about, I think, 1,800 if we want. Do you know what the women in are, what they look like? No. All right. Um, how can I do I can't do this. So the women, unlike the crown that goes over both, the women in will be one that goes over each one. And I, ha I have pictures, but I can't. What? Um, do me a favor. Who's back there? Um, is there any way, where's Judy? Oh, Judy. Hey, dear. I love you. Just want to make sure you know that. I love you bunches. <laughs> is there any way to show a picture of a remnant on the screen? Absolutely. I'll give you two. We got it. So these are some examples of what we're talking about. Um, again, I just think that it's time to, to give them what they deserve, the honor that they deserve. Especially, we have very special ones because these are all, two of them are Holocaust survivors. Um, well, we can, they know what a crown looks like. I want to show them what the remnant, they don't know what a remnant looked like. It's even hard to pronounce, remnant. But usually they'll have little bells on them, again, representing the garments of the high priest. So that's why, and, and the Levite, so that's why we're, we're looking to do this. Um, again, we can get, there's some older breastplates that I saw that, you know, might be nice to have on the other ones, just to give them a little something. Um, there is a very pretty crown that I saw. I had the 12 tribes of Israel on it. They go, and in price, the crowns can be fairly expensive from about 2100 to about 5000 They go higher than that, but that's silver or, or gold, uh, silver or silver plated. Um, you can see the one that we have here. The, the breastplate that we got, we actually got it off of, off of eBay, um, but it came from a synagogue and it was handmade. So it's very special. Um, any questions?
while Judy's doing that? We, the reason why we use the pointer is you're not to put the oil from your hands can uh, destroy the Torah scrolls. And so we use that so that we're not touching it or, 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 or um, desecrating the Word of God. Um, and that's why we're able to have ones that are many hundreds of years old and still be usable. Um, we're very blessed that one of ours came out of Germany uh, as a Holocaust survivor. The other one also out of Poland. Many of the Torah scrolls uh, did not make it out because the Nazi soldiers burnt them and destroyed them. So the fact that we have two is really a blessing. Um, and we have the, the one in green has pretty much just a, one of its uh, covers probably from the 1940s or 50s on it. Um, it might be time to get a new one for that. During the High Holy Days, we put the white um, Torah cloths on it to represent the time of purity, you know, going through the, for purity, again, for the high priest. That's what that, that's why they put the covering over it. But I think it's a very special thing, and something that people really can, it means a lot to, to see, and to, and it's, when they, they're marching around to him, make him the little jingle, it's a great reminder of what God has done. How are we doing back there? All right. Any other questions? Well, I'm... That's a good question. Any other torso? There's actually not a lot of them that you can get readily. We actually have one. We have the book of Esther. Um, that is this scroll here. So this is the book of Esther. It is several hundred years old as well. Again, this is the Sephardic style. And the, 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 it's, of course, written on uh, lamb skin. Thank you. So that's what Riminen looked like. You see that they had the bells, so they go one on each side. Right. So that's kind of what they will look like. I, I've seen a couple on eBay that have Star of David on it that I think is really nice. Uh, another one that has the um, uh, pomegranates on it as well. What was that for? <laughs> yeah, well, because they're important. Well, pomegranates are It's really neat because... Of the fact that they're on the, if you think about it, they're on the garment. And that's why many times you'll see them on there. Like that, like that yes, but nicer. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say you picked this one. <laughs> you did a very good, clear example of it. Thank you, dear. You're helping along. Yes, Donna. Oh, qu question here then. Let me get down there first. Hold on. Repeat. I will repeat the question. Thank you. What is it, Donna? Uh, they're get, that would be even better. Give Donna the mic first. Can we go back? Did 
Um, I can't tell what's on the top. They might have cherubim on the top. Cherubim would traditionally be on the ark. Um, and again, those are items that you might see on it as well. Um, It's like a little crown on that particular one. It's not caravan, but I've seen some like that. You don't see a lot like that. Right, there you go. Those are nice. Kind of modern. See the seat? Oh, I like that one. How much is that one? Oh, okay. So who has, I think John had a question over here and then... Sorry for our visitors, this is not a normal, but when God moves, we listen. Finials also, yes. Remnant, if you can't say remnant, you can, you can say finials. <laughs> Both of them are tough. I saw, thought I saw another hand go up. Yes. Um, good question. Uh, there's... You don't have to have multiple. Um, some do. Um, it's just kind of a, uh, you know, that's a good question. It's not really, most, some have just one. I guess it's kind of to show your your size and your ability. People will will um, donate them to the congregation. Um, reason why we have th- three is not that we went out looking and buying the other two, is one congregation I know we got one from a con- two, but two, the other two came from congregations that ended up um, closing down. So one came from, uh, f- now it's called First Century. They have a small little group, but that was a congregation out in um, Lawrenceville, thank you. And then the other one came from a Russian-speaking congregation that we kind of helped birth, and then it kind of um, fizzled out, so... That's how we have them. But um, so you'll see some in Israel, like if you go to the temple in Israel, they'll have like 20 or 30, and it's a whole big cabinet. So, again, it's an honor to have them and to be a part of it. And we're blessed to have the three plus the other one. That being Natalie has a question. Oh, yes, go ahead. So everyone, do me a favor. Don't press any of the buttons on there. Let the guys in the back and we'll mute you until needed. No, that would be, those were worn on the side, on the shoulders, what you're talking about, the two stones. So no, that's not on here. Um, what the, the breastplate is just that part of it. All the way in the back. Right. Well, it's 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 written on animal skin, and it's written by a scribe who doesn't he he literally has to have another that that another tour that he is literally copying. So he has to do word for word. He literally he they actually write the words backwards. Why do they write the words backwards? No, 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 no. They'll that they'll do they'll do it le- left to right, not right to left. Because if you're trying to do something and you know it, you easily you can easily do it. When you do it backwards, you have to think about it more. 
So they make them do that so that they are making sure that no mistakes are made. So it's a very time-consuming, and it's a special trade. Yes? No, you can have, um, th there's no dimension size difference. Um, you'll see some scrolls that are a little smaller than others, but there's usually an average size. Uh, the most common uh, skin is lamb, but they can also use, you know, anything, that's a, any kosher animal that is a skin they can run, but most, most of the time you see is lamb. Uh, again, the margins and things like that would be where the, um, the scribe himself can make it special um, and do little things on that because it's not the writing. That's why they put little crowns on it, and you can kind of, that, that's how they know who wrote it. You know, you might ask, how do we know all the information about the scrolls? <laughs> Turn it down. Who has the mic? That be Nally? What did Nally do? Okay, so let, are you ready to bring him back up without killing us? It's where she is. It's where she is in front of the speaker. You can't do it. it. You can't be a direct line of the speaker. So walk up on the, into the middle. Yeah. So Because they want to know who you are. If we have a camera person, can they take one of the cameras and put it on the people who are speaking? So when they ask a question, and then you can come back to me. So where's... Uh, you can put some more pictures up. Yes, Nally. Identify oh, yourself. Yeah. Um, I know. This is Nally Daly. You, you can pull it closer to you. Not this is Nally Daly. Okay. I know that a lot of congregations unroll the Torah scroll. And right. The it, but we don't do that. Right. The reason, so why don't we do that? So our services are almost two hours as they are and to roll them out and to read them in Hebrew and in English would take that much longer. And so we as a congregation decided that only at bar and bat mitzvahs to do that. Yeah, these are hot, so that they could, they're very fragile. So that kind of use would, yeah. If we want to buy a new Torah scroll, kosher one, a new one costs about thirty to $40,000. The only reason why I'm asking this question is because Nellie wouldn't ask it. Well, oh, my name is Ira Green. Uh, there you go. And uh, my question is, are witnesses required when the Torah is being written? Um, good question. And I would say there probably is some because they have to be overseen. Um, and someone has to approve them once they're done. Good question. 
If you have a question, come on up. If you have a comment, you can give that to. We allow comments. Okay. Now, when I write, I need lines on the paper. Right. In order to write straight. You will see sometimes some of them will have that, but again, this is a this is a profession. They're taught how to do it, and done right. So, but you, on some, like if you look at the one I have, I think in the office or, or in the back wall here, that we have some uh, some Torah, some sample, not sample, but pieces of Torah scrolls that tore, they get damaged, they can't be used anymore, and you'll see some of them. I got a couple in the office, and one. If you go into the bathroom back here on top, and you will see some lines on there, but um, for the most part, you do not have that. It's not required. Uh, my name is Daisy Blake, and I've been studying the Hebrew letters. And uh, one of the things that I found out, there's 304,805 letters in the Torah scroll. Yep. And they have four columns on each parchment. And they use the letter Vav because that is like a hook or a nail. And that's what they hook it together with. Yep. And if you'll notice, too, in the, in the Torah scrolls, when the Torah scrolls are written, there are no vowels. So it's only constant. So that's why, is it the Red Sea or is it the Reed Sea? There's no vowels. Interesting to bring yeah. up since we're talking yeah. about the Torah. <laughs> Any other questions? So if you want to make a donation to I guess we can start now. Uh, but if you want to, you know, particularly donate something, again, some of them are more expensive, less expensive. Um, you know, let us know. Uh, if you want to do it over time, we can do that too. But I think it would be a real blessing to, to have some different ones that we can put on it. Um, let me, I wish I could show you. Whoops. As my phone just goes flying. Let's see here. Those are pretty. How, Judy, they're asking how much that one is. So I, let me. So I was looking at prices. There's some online. Um, let me see how I can find these. My eBay. Nope, not there. Yeah. There you go. Like I just to give you an example here, there's a silver shield from the 1950s. I wish I could show it to you better. Um, it's got, can you all see that? Yeah. All right, good. <laughs> um, um, let me see how I can do that. Hold on. Text it to you. Let me um, share this item. Hold on.
Send it to the lovely wife. And I just sent you one. And I'm going to send you some of the other things I saw. Here's a um, set of finials from Poland from the uh, 19th century. This one um, is kind of neat. It's $1,800, though, but it's silver. It's antique. I just sent you those, and then, hold on. By the way, we have a good lunch, so it's worthwhile. Hold on. <laughs> they should be. Are you not getting them? No. That's not good. Why are you not getting them? <laughs> Thank you, Heyman. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> they didn't boo me. <laughs> um, let me try doing it this way. Yes. See if you just got the pair from Morocco. Okay, can someone, are you getting them or no? How do I need to send them to you? Email? It's okay. We'll feed them in a minute. Okay, I just sent you one. I'll send you the other ones real quick. Let me, did you get that one yet? Well, all I have to do is go up to the outer space and right back down to here. Um, Dan, what's your number? What? Do you want to text me? I don't know if I have your number on here, Dan. I'll try. Because he's got like 18 of them. Is it, is it 3440? Is that the right one? I, I just sent Dan one. Did you get it? See, his is faster. No. You're, good try, Heyman. Good try. Yes. They got to turn the mic on. Um, in answer to um, your question about the, the scroll writing, because of the oils and things in the hand, they even have a cloth that the, the scribe has to use while they're writing. And just like a calligrapher, have you ever seen them doing their work? They don't use lines or anything. They've practiced so much that they can keep that even hand as they're writing. So as Rabbi said, it's a very, um, it's like a family business. They've been taught since they were a young child most of the time how to continue that. 
There's another set from North Africa. They're $1,500 from the 1900s. They're kind of pretty, too. Yeah. Okay. I'm having fun. All right. Can you get those? Can you show those couple real quick and then we can close up? I know you are. You bring this to me for a reason? Ah, there's a question. The question are Riminen and Torfinos the same thing? The answer is yes, but a different name. So yes, the finials and ruminin are exactly the same. They're just tomato, tomato. Two different names for the same thing. Good question. Although next time the person who is watching, you could have just asked the question for them. Right, any other questions? They're trying to pull the pictures up real quick. So we'll pray about it, see what the Lord puts on your heart. Like I said, he threw it on mine, and so I am opening it up, and we're going to get them done. Amen? Amen. All right. How are you doing, Judy? She's almost there, I can tell. I know you're doing good. It's not like I just threw this at you and weren't prepared or anything. Yes. Yeah, grab the mic. The because the, they're working back. They just say it, and I'll repeat it. He's about to put it on for you. you know, like money is printed on specially prepared. Um, put your mic near your mouth. Money's. Um, printed on specially prepared paper. Right. How do they prepare the animal skin f to be used as a Torah scroll? Right, so it's cut to a certain size and stretched and dried out so that they're able to write on it. So it's a pro I mean, there is a process that it goes through. So there is, that is one of the small breastplates that could be put on a Torah scroll. That's like $600. Um, if, you didn't, if you didn't notice, it was a, and there was a Tower of David was on there. These are from Poland. Poland, and we do have a Polish scroll, and it's a Star of David on top, and again, kind of looking like a crown with uh, bells on that. And that one's like 1,800, I think. And then the other one we're about to show up. Yes. What is it that makes the... What is it that makes the... the um scroll kosher the way well the fact that it's done by it's a kosher animal the skins are kosher and how it's done so that's really why it's called a kosher scroll the, so what they'll say is if a scroll gets so old that it cannot be that the letters start flaking off um, that they would it, it's a rabbinic term where they would say it would not be a kosher scroll like technically probably the scrolls that we have they would not necessarily call a kosher scroll because maybe some of the, the while you could still see the wording, some of it might have faded and things like that, but you can have a scribe then redo them and bring them back up to, quote, but that's just a rabbinic term. 
Good question. And the difference between a kosher scroll and a non-kosher scroll, the biggest difference is about fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. And this set here is from Morocco, North Africa. North Africa. Where's the Moroccan one? Okay, so this one's from North Africa, and it has a Star of David and the bells on it as well. So, gives you some idea. And they're all about these are all because they're antiques. They're about eighteen hundred dollars. Um, again, you can get part. Someone might want to give the whole thing on those. But I think these would be some nice. And obviously, <coughs> if we were to do them, these might get sold, although it's not like there's a big demand on them, I don't think. But it's something that we would want to work on pretty quick if we want a specific set. So I'm not going to take up an offering right now, but if you want to do something to see Judy or I afterwards, and that way we can kind of start doing it, and it gives us something to think about. Yes, Steve. Just a quick question I had. Um, when you talk about <coughs> pricing, is that the price for the pair or individually? That should be the pair. Okay. So when they, when the, when, because these are being bought as a set. <coughs> we would need two sets, one for each of our two ones that don't have anything on it. The little one, I don't think they really make ones for that because it's more of a show-and-tell decorative one. I mean, we can find that, but the two main ones are the big thing. All right, any other questions? Barbara has a question. She wants to eat. <laughs> so we will finish up, and if there's no other questions...